shining a beacon on the bazaar. Right then, how's it going, Arcade? Well, it's in, Arcade. The, the, the fish finger roast is in, my friend. Oh, right. how, many, uh, how many fish fingers is it this it's time? It's 18. I've got to admit, I've done well this year. Wow. <laughs> I shipped them in from abroad and everything, you know what I mean? There's a bit from New Zealand. That's the furthest fish finger, pal. Oh, wow. So are they all just ordinary fish fingers or are they any different kinds of fish? Oh, it's all sorts. It's haddock, pollock and all sorts of other ones I can't really wow. pronounce. I can't remember either. But yeah, yeah, there are loads of different kind of fish. Fish sticks from America. Oh, <laughs> fish sticks from America? <laughs> It's on shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't call them fish fingers over there. They call them fish sticks. Do they really? They call them fish sticks. Oh, do you like fish sticks? Know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to do the... You're a gay fish. <laughs> it's a South Park joke, so just get with it. Oh, you're getting you watching cartoons all the time. <laughs> I love it around this time, though. Oh, it is. Because it's Christmas at Kraken Cove. It shockingly is. So... As you probably well know already, people, this is Crack and Cove, the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. And today we've got a very special Christmas edition. Me and Benny are tucked up here on a lovely Christmas Eve night. It's all sort of a, we can see a little bit of flurry of snow getting into the light up there now, into the beam of the light out at sea. Um, but we're celebrating a bit on Christmas Eve because the thing is, we've got to work quite hard on Christmas Day, just like a lot of people do. People out on ships and people in lighthouses and people who like NHS and all that kind of market. Some yeah, of them strippers. Are, yeah, that's it. Yeah, people. Yeah. Ladies of the night. Everybody's still working on like yeah. us. What are they, is it really? I don't know if there's anybody... Yeah, um, Sort of sex workers working Christmas Day. Of course they are, mate. Who's getting wanked off Christmas Day? <laughs> <laughs> all stressed out dads and that. <laughs> Sounds all right. Actually. I know, it's it. Yeah, we're around people's houses and stuff. They'll have to do home visits. But they won't last on robots, but well, they won't get them here safely. Oh, it just seems really bleak, the idea of somebody going around doing, doing our jobs for 30 quid. <laughs> Not that I know the prices. <laughs> well, Pete's pretty cheap, to be honest with you. You've got a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a pair of for privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty old rotter. But let's keep it Christmassy, shall oh, we? Oh, yes. Let's keep it nice and Christmassy. <laughs> so here we are. We've got the 18 fish finger roast in at the oven at the moment. So how long did it take? About, about 18. About, yeah, it's been in a few hours. So another hour and a half and we'll be there. Oh, you? lovely. That's it. I'll do some lovely carving that, won't it? Oh, aye, mate. I've got one of them electric jobbies and everything. Oh, you know, man, I Deluxe this year. Oh, a bit of tartar sauce, a bit of lemon. And the good thing is then, so for the next few days, we have uh, we have like, the fish finger sandwiches later. Exactly. Uh, right towards the end, we have the uh, fish finger curry, don't yeah, we? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's the best thing about Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> but I think now, I think it's about time that me and you did uh, did Secret Santa. Oh, it's going to be a big one this year. Who gets what? Who oh, what, 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 gets who? <laughs> oh, that's it. It's so strange, isn't it? But, oh, I don't know. That's it. It's a big mystery to see <laughs> who the presents are from under the tree. <laughs> So here's our kid. There oh, you go. Oh, look at a that. A double bubble. Shall, shall, shall I the up? square one first, please. Square one first. Oh, look at this one. Oh, got, who's it from, it. eh? Oh, this is lovely. Let's have a little look here. Yeah, you're proper <laughs> solitary. <laughs> yeah, baby. You try getting it like, like Fort Knox. Christ. <laughs> Going down all lines. Right, that's enough for Cracking Cove. See you next year. <laughs> go on, we're on there. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh no, what's this shit? It's <laughs> alright, this one's alright, this one's quite Ooh, good, isn't it? Hey, hang about, what's this? 
Well, I'm thinking your beard's all puby in it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got your oh, proper yes. deluxe brush. There's another little comb oh, in there as well. Look at this. It's a little... I'm going to give it a go now. Yeah, man. Get that yeah, pop. That's really good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? Have you seen that one in there as well? Look, oh, look it's at that. Like right. I'm going to give this a go for it. I've got to wait a sec. Let's see if we can get the sound. Oh, look at that. like Merlin. Oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. That love wow. That. And I've got a big key. It looks like a giant old nick comb, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want like a fro comb. You can like I'll keep give, it I'll, in your beard. I'll keep it in there, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I won't do it now because it might bang the mic. But yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. No yeah, problem, Mark. Oh, I've got it in. I've got it oh, in. Oh, it is. The fro comes out. Oh, Look it's at that. Like Dumbledore for now, man. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, my, what is it? So you got me some beard baubles. Some beard baubles. You can be our Christmas tree. Do you know what? I, I'm not going to tell the family, so when I go visit them, I'll pop them in. <laughs> yeah. And can we have a... Please, can we have a picture for Instagram with your old oh, tartan? We'll, we'll, do, we'll do that. We'll do that for Instagram. Yeah. Well, Brilliant. And you do well. I've done really well. Who could the they be from? Who oh, will never know? It's weird, isn't it? Oh, I've got a present for you as well. Oh, lovely. Now, the thing go. is, before you get it, uh -huh. before you get your promise, you've got to promise to try it out. I'll try not, it out. Not tonight, not yeah, tonight, yeah. Right, but you're right, you promise scouts I will on it, you're going to promise. promise to try it out, my friend. You're oh, right, a present. Yeah, yeah. You've got to try it out. Yeah. Oh, it's a sex cheap. ass. I <laughs> <laughs> just, it suddenly dawned on me then. I'm going to try and get you one myself. Here we go, he's getting open. He's making hard work of it. He's mm -hmm. almost defeated him. He's into it. Oh, here we go. And here we go. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. Whoa! A ball door! The worst falls. Oh my. <laughs> I've got my very own ball door! Oh, so. She's gonna be in tatters! Bless her! So, for, for, for those of the listeners who might not have been up to speed with it yet, quite a few episodes ago. <laughs> We Whoa. investigated the Baldo, which is the world's first ball dildo. And what you do is you've got to fit this massive rocket onto your bollocks, right? <laughs> and use it as a dildo. He says, your second penis that never gets goes soft. Have your first ballgasm. <laughs> uh, looking at it, I just think, I do not know what the hell to do with that. Right, should, so basically what you got to do, right? God. Is the way, this little beer like that goes over top of bollocks, right? <laughs> and that's what stretches all your knackers down. You've got a couple of spaces, right? Yeah. And then this bit here, right? That's when you get all your bollocks have got to get in there and it ooze out the side. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling sorry for my tiny wife. <laughs> <laughs> if don't tell like him, you could just come in and imagine with that. Oh, that's the way. That is the oh, way. God. I'll let everybody know. Don't tell our last. I'm going to tell you all, but I'll let you all know how it goes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's yeah, baby. 
That's a New Year's Eve is going to go with a bang. Well, thing is, when we actually talked about the Baldo on the show, it hadn't been produced yet. Right? right. Go no, it, that has taken six, maybe six months. Yes. I'll tell you what, it looks a quality product, doesn't it? To say that's just for you your knackers. You should how much it costs. I'm way over budget. Oh, mate. Oh, that's so good. I'll tell you about how much it costs. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, but to be fair, like if you did want a Baldo of your very own, yeah, you could get one. <laughs> Did you know your balls have the same amount of nerve endings as the woman's outer labid? Labid? Labia? No, it's not. Is it same labid? Labid? No, oh, it's my eyes. I need to get my binoculars on. Labia. Labid. That's <laughs> why they're so sensitive. Oh, I can't wait. Ballgasm here I come. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get a photo of Ben wearing this for Instagram. <laughs> if they allow it on, I'll, I will parade myself. <laughs> Jesus, that's a bit of kit, is that? Oh, There's a bit of kit, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, there you go. Like, I'm going to have to put that down somewhere. I can't, I can't, I know, yeah. I can't do the show while looking at that. <laughs> Better anyway, I don't want to go with, uh, <laughs> without it. <Yeah. laughs> right, well, I think there, yeah, what we need to do is, um, we've got a present, you've got lovely presents for me, I've got my little beard baubles, I've got my special grooming brush, that can look really, really smart. You've got yourself a baldo so you can stick your <laughs> testicles in your... <laughs> We need, no, we need a bit of a present for listeners, don't we? Oh, that would be nice to give a little bit back to the listeners. Yeah, so I think that what better present can we give than a little bit of Christmas casting? Oh, Christmas cove. Oh. Can't beat it. Let's do it. Yeah. See, if we weren't actually like the uh, caretakers of Crack and Cove, you know, mm. um, we'd be probably looking for a position pretty similar, wouldn't we? Oh, you know? aye, I'd have to, I couldn't yeah. do like a taxi driver or something. No, oh. that's it, you know, and it's like, and um, and I think as well, I, I'm a big fan of all the people at Christmas, you know, they're all going around at each other's houses and all that sort of stuff and having big dinners, loads and loads of people. Mm. Do you know what I say? Yeah. Fuck that. I know, I'm the same. I just want to be yeah. cosy alone, really. You know what I mean? You're just like there anyway, aren't you? So it's just like, yeah. Do you know, I, I heard something recently, somebody talking about one of the finest sounds for Christmas, right? Mm. It's actually the sound of seagulls. Oh, wow. And you want to immediately sort of associate sort of um, seagulls with the sound of sort of like um, oh, Christmas. Oh, all, but yeah. But the reasoning is, or in some sort of thinking, really, is that quite often if it's bad weather out at sea and all this sort of stuff, then seagulls come into land, sort of yeah, thing, and land a bit, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, I, and I do the sound of a seagull to me quite mournful, a bit yeah. sort of solitary, and yeah. you know, I quite like all that. I know? do, and it makes me feel at coast as well. You know what I mean? If you yeah. get coast like lonely, you just think, oh yeah, the sound of it could it gives you that feel of it. Yeah, again, it coast lonely is the best kind yeah, of lonely, a bit, you know. A bit. So if we never did uh, sort of get chucked off the island or we accidentally set fire to the lighthouse or something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Got a job for us here. Oh, sweetness. Right? So Peel Island, right, is off the coast of Cumbria. Right. And they are looking for a landlord, a caretaker, and a monarch 
for the island, right? Monarch. A monarch being a king. Me, you and Pete. All have a same job. One oh person. God, right. So they said here, this is from Mark Brown in The Guardian, wanted someone with experience of running a pub, a love of isolation, and a willingness to mark their appointment by sitting on a throne and having beer poured over their head. <laughs> <laughs> a council has begun one of the UK's most unusual local government recruitment processes while seeking someone to run the ship in on Peel Island off the coast near Barrow in Furness, which is the Cumbrian coast there. The downside might be the uncertain weather or the isolation or the long hours. On the upside, you can watch seals and birds Enjoy stunning sunsets. And if you have self-esteem issues, know you really will be a king or a queen. <laughs> it will be kind of official. Wow. So John Murphy's been leading walks to the island for nearly 40 years and says whoever gets the job will need to be massively dedicated. He says, you can't just nip across to Tesco for a loaf of bread when you're on Peel Island. You'll need to have dedication and a strong passion for isolation and peace and quiet. Why? It takes a special personality. Mm. I think you'd be fine for this. <clears throat> so would you like a little look at Peel Island? No, oh, I'd love a little gandies. Look at Peel Island. Oh, that's so cute and tiny. It's <laughs> like the cove, so it's a little bit bigger than cove. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, more land. Wow. So Peel Island is half a mile off the Furness Peninsula, reachable on a ferry which runs April to September. Wow, so Jesus. So that's a long time without. Yeah. But when the tide goes out, you can walk across the sands. <laughs> but, again, being the west coast, you've got to yeah. be super careful for quicksand and of stuff course. like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you have to have special guided walks, you know? Yeah. So for some, the magic is its history. For others, it's the pub. Mm. Get talking about that. Yep, but it says here first, a castle looked after by English heritage was built by the island. A castle looked after by the English heritage was built on the island in the early 1300s by the monks of Furness Abbey in order to, to deter Scottish raiders. Uh-huh. Frank Cassidy, a Barrow Labour councillor, noted the island and its castle bore wit- silent witness to a significant episode in English history. It was there in June of 1487 that the ten-year-old pretender to the throne, Lambert Simnel, and a ragtag army of 8,000 mercenaries (laughs) landed there from Ireland on their way to do battle. Simnel, it was claimed, was the real Earl of Warwick and the rightful heir to the English throne. They marched on London but were crushed at the Battle of Stoke Field in Nottinghamshire, the last Battle of the War of the Roses. And they were defeated, said Cassidy. And if they had toppled Henry VIII, the rest of English history would have been quite different. Now, the way people sort of seem to enjoy Peel Island and the pub more, more often than not is they go over and camp because there's very uh, few places to actually stay. So you get over, get yeah. your old tent, tent set up, you yeah, know, yeah. and you're away. And uh, Murphy says, even if you're pissed out of your head, the views from Peel are pretty amazing. <laughs> He says, I must have slept on every blade of grass on the island, drunk or sober. I just love it. (laughs) (laughs) So he just goes over and gets steamboat and he just falls outside the pub and just goes to sleep. That very much sounds like it. So it's on a a ten-year lease, is the pub, so you've got a ten-year chance at it, you know what I mean? So as well as running the pub, the successful applicant will need to manage and maintain the island itself. (laughs) It makes no reference to the island's more unusual traditions, but they unquestionably exist. 
whoever is in charge of the pub is crowned the King of Peel. Oh, wow. In a ceremony involving a rusty sabre which concludes with buckets of beer being poured over their head. <laughs> oh. And any punter who unwittingly sits on the throne has to buy drinks for everyone. They said, so Barrow is rather freakishly enjoying an increase in tourism connected to people having staycations, right? So these people mm. going all, all the time, they're going off, all across there. So what do you think? Do you think you fancy it? I'd do that. If we got, like, say, if it all got destroyed in the cove, I'd be well up for that. King, think, of, King of Peel. King of Peel? I think it's got your own castle as well. Yeah. I see. And the thing is, as well, they have mentioned, they said before that you've, we've got, um, like, a ferry service, but if you've got yeah. Robo Pete there. Exactly. It would be no for him. We could march in England again. Get a lot of pissed up <laughs> campers. Ragtag. Oh, can you imagine that? Go chop Boris's head off without having rusty sword. I'll have a pop at him. <laughs> Teach you to eat cheese and wine in your fucking garden. Exactly. <laughs> Busting this year's party wide open. <laughs> I think we're damn right as well. No, I, th- I think he's pretty cool, isn't that it? That does look ace. But you just think, God, the camp- it must be a bit bleak camping there. That's because it looks a bit windy, doesn't it? See, I, I, this is one thing I've been wanting to do for ages. A few strange little secluded islands I've been wanting to go camp on. Yeah. There's um, one down off the south coast that I won't have a go on and everything, but it's some really weird little places. One of these islands is like a super haunted island. That wow. But nobody stays overnight on it. Oh God! But I'd love to, but the, uh, of course there's um, Inishmore as well. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Is, is one of the ones we want to go to, which is where the lighthouse is. You know the, oh, in, in, you know the uh, disappearing lighthouse keepers that we've done as a yeah, story. yeah, yeah. Go. So there's loads of little Scottish islands and stuff yeah. like this. I like to go stay. I, I'm obsessed with islands. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is why we. I love it, but I want like a camping boat. I don't want to be fuck tenting, man. I've had enough of tenting. I can't deal with it. Morning, I need a pool. You just like oh, no. no. The thing is, we we're tenting. You've been doing. I don't know if you've been. Doing tenting, right? Best way to do tenting is, is one man tents just for you, not with anyone else, not yeah. looking out for anyone else, no kids, no no yeah, family, yeah. nothing. You just got to be on your own, your little tent. Mm, maybe. That's the best way of doing things. Floors are uncomfy though, innit? I hate the floor. <laughs> the floor as a whole. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Full of floor. All the floors are awful. I hate sleeping on any floors. What do Benny's like sleeping on? The nice spongy mattresses. Oh, I've been soaked in beer and piss, but at least they're comfy. <laughs> Well, maybe you could stay at the pub. Yes, now I'm all over that. You know, yeah. stay at any pub, that'd be brilliant. Well, let's have like, well, maybe what we'll have to do, maybe, because it's not that far away. It's only yeah. about, about an hour and a half's drive away with Peel Island. Is it near, um, what's that other one? That Lone Brown? No, that's a beer. Is it near Lone Brown? Brown, that's something else. It's right, it's like a holy island. It's got like a Tim Tangel. No. Uh, Loughborough, no. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Lamborghini, Lambrini. <laughs> <laughs> Lamborghini, Lambrini. <laughs> God, um, I bet you know it out there, don't you guys? And, oh, man. I think I'm trying to get a word in it. <laughs> it's, um... Lind- Lind- it's that Linda's Farm, isn't it? It's Linda's Farm. Linda's Farm. Linda's Farm. Linda's Farm. There must be a farm on it or something. I don't oh, know who Linda, Linda is. <laughs> It's a church and a farm. I Karen's don't know. Cottage. <laughs> the island of Karen's Cottage. <laughs> Is it near there, though, Arky? Some of her best friends are black, by the way. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a yeah. It's a, is it a bit like a big 
It's a big monastery. Or There's a, church, a big abbey yeah. or something. Abbey or something there, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a life scene. And that scene, scene goes in and out, doesn't it? And you can either yeah, walk a causeway, it. don't you? Across yeah. that one. I don't think it's a causeway on, on this uh, one. Yeah. You know, but it's yeah, same sort of thing, a tidal island. Is it near yeah. it though? No, it's other side of oh, right. another side of England. Oh, side. right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. on the Irish Sea. Is this side? You uh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, but maybe well, that's what we'll have to do. Maybe a little trip out there. Be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. And we go and get pissed out of our heads and collapse on the grass. Yeah, I'll bring my pissy mattress. Cozy Island would be lovely, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? But I mean, there's, there's going to be people out there who are going to be spending a bit of time with family out there. And some people yeah. are really into Christmas. Yeah. You know? And um, I think there's somebody here who's really into Christmas, right? Um, Nana Baubles. Nana Baubles? <laughs> yeah, Nana Baubles. she? <laughs> Nana Baubles. This is Sylvia Pope, otherwise known as Swansea's Nana Baubles. And she's broken the world record, right, for Christmas decorations. Oh, God. Right, she's really into Christmas decorations, you know, <laughs> so... But... I find this a little bit of a, a bit of a strange one, so I'm going to give you a guess because you've seen quite a lot of Christmas decorations. Yeah, in your time, yeah. I have in my time, kid, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure there's quite a few of our listeners as well. Have probably seen quite a lot of Christmas decorations recently. <laughs> Hello to all you guys out there. <laughs> but so I'm going to give you a guess, right? How many Christmas decorations do you think Nana Baubles has oh got, right? Because she's broken the world record by having how many she's got. Oh, whoa, whoa. No, that is good. It's going to be a ridiculous number. It's a different decoration. You've got Bobble for 10,000. 10, 10, 10, 10. I'm going to go heavy. I'm going to go for 10,000. She's got 1,700 baubles. Oh. And I don't think that's that many. It ain't real. That's why we've got 10,000. To be honest, I reckon if you've got your credit card out tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> you could probably buy it. <laughs> Do it in sales. Yeah. You can just smash down a bauble's dream. Hey, got Nana. Yeah, you've got Benny Barble. <laughs> yeah, that's got a better ring to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nana. You met Benny Barble. Yeah. With my baldo over it. <laughs> just get it all painted up nice <laughs> <Yeah>. and red. Different print stick and glitter. <laughs> Check them bad boys out, Nana. <laughs> Check out Benny's baubles. Get off it. Get off it, Fruity. <laughs> mm, she might be a bit saucy. 79 year old Sylvia Pope. <laughs> Don't have a look at Nanny Barble. Uh, yeah, Nana that's Barbles. There she is, look. Yeah, I'll be keeping my baldo away of herself. Look, was that all over her roof? What's she doing? She's an idiot. Isn't a tree? No, she's That doesn't count at all. I want them on a tree. So this is um so this is Nana Baubles. This is Swansea Bay News, is this all right. right? And they're saying she's got a colossal collection of Christmas baubles. <laughs> that sounds a bit fruity, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> but so she's broken the record, right? So she's also known as Nana Baubles, as we know. Um but she predicts that the number will go well over 2,000 baubles in the next year or two. Now, she's 79, so I think she's sort of banking on quite a bit. Doubling up. I think if I were, I'd, get, I'd get a rattle on if I were. Yeah, massively. <laughs> her fascinating collection spreads throughout her house, with beautiful baubles hanging from the ceiling, as well as on display outside her house. Other than your classic Christmas decorations, Nana Bauble's collection counts many unique and quirky items. They all differ in shape, material, and colour, and come from every corner of the world. So none of these baubles are like your cheap average ones, by the looks of things. Although, when I'm looking at these baubles, some right standard ones, by the looks of things. <laughs> she said, 
It was back in 1999. My son, who lived in Brighton, invited us to spend New Year with him. We went to a friend's house for a drink, and when I walked in, they had the baubles on the ceiling. <sighs> it was fantastic. And I thought, oh my God, this is wonderful. And they were from all over the world, and I thought... I'm going to try this. <laughs> Stole the idea then, Nana Bobbles. So this is the thing. I mean, unfortunately now that's become her thing. Mm. It wasn't her thing. It was those other people. She yeah, would go exactly. visit them. I bet they're really pissed off. Yes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they have they... 500. They're just like, Nana Bobbles is a bitch. How is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cow. He's still an hour That's my idea totally. Yeah. So, so she's like, oh, I'll do that. So she basically what Nana Baubles has done, she just copied it. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. Have a nice Christmas. Oh, Nanny, uh, Nana Baubles. She needed to think of something original. Exactly. Really, didn't she? Hang them on your walls. The problem is as well, that, that just becomes you, that your mm. thing then. You know, because it's, it's, you get to a certain age, the worst thing that can happen is tell people you're like, like yeah. t- turtles. Yeah, something like that, yeah. or, or cats, yeah. and then they go, "Oh, you know, you like cats, don't you? Oh, we got your cat jumper for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, we got you some cat socks, oh. and that's it. You can't get rid of it. Then. Exactly. You are, after, after say the age of thirty-five, forty, yeah. you're stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Stuck <laughs> with it then, and it's just a curse. <laughs> I met someone once, really random place in Tyler, really quiet, and that you know, what I mean, in this bar, and I heard it like a Bradford accent, you know, what I mean, we chirped up and I said, "Hey, oh, I'm from Leeds. You all right, guys?" Like, oh yeah, we're from Bradford. And I said, "Oh, we're busy at Thailand, and you, you know what you know, we know what brought to Thailand." There <laughs> <laughs> were like, there were a couple, really young couple, you know what I mean? Uh, and he said, "Oh, you best ask the missus." <laughs> I said, "Oh, why? What, what are you in Thailand? I like big cats." I'm like, "What? What like pussy cats?" You like, "No, I like big cats, tigers, lions, any uh... big cat." And he's doing the really I've been right round the world looking at big cats. <laughs> you know, he's making this sound really boring, you know what I mean? It's like I've gone around and looked at the cruelty of the earth, you know, all these caged up like, oh, like no. all doped up and like get me a picture with this big cat, you know. So like, oh it's had an awful life. Don't encourage him. If you oh, like big no. cats, don't do that. Go to Africa or someone on a safari, you know what I mean? But she, she obviously doesn't give a toss, does she? Exactly, but and he looked at it and he was like, Yeah, cat t- you know, tiger t shirt and everything. Oh, like relate, and I was like, "Oh God, you just live your life liking big cats." And what does she? And then what does she like about them? Necessarily? I mean, they are impressive creatures and everything. Mm. You know what I mean? But you know, it's just her thing. That's, it, that's become, it. It's that's just that thing. thing, isn't it? I, I like to Thailand to look at some tigers. Yeah, because yeah. I like big cats. Like <laughs> Nana Barbles. I like Barbel. Would you love oh. to get mauled to death by a big cat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like to trash her front room with a tennis racket. Hey, Nana. <laughs> 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 Check out what I'm doing. But that big cat lover move, she sat in the front room there like that, talking about, I like big cats. Yeah. He said, hey, hey, big cat lady, we've got a surprise <laughs> for you. Just wig the door up and right, push a tiger in and pull the door through the window. Hey, up, big cat lady. <laughs> 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 Just hear her getting eaten. It'd be brilliant. Do you like it now? Do you? Do you? <laughs> Have you got off big cats yet? Not to see your face. <laughs> what did you say with Donnie Barbles? It's just... <laughs> Maybe what we should do is find out where Nanny Baubles lives and start posting her obscene baubles. Yeah, and she's got a key for that. Yeah. Imagine her lungs, it'd be full of glitter, won't they? Yeah. Just totally, glitter's one, one, one of the most toxic things on the planet. It's terrible I for see you. it every When you go into them kind of places, they've got all baubles, and the glitter's just like all over the floor, and the, all the staff yeah. members are covered in it, and the face. Like, well, don't knock it, mate, you might get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. 
<laughs> it's the best glitter, though. Yeah. The finest. <laughs> the very finest glitter. But it's, it's, a, it's a microplastic Exactly, glitter. and they're just churning it out again and again and ignoring yeah, it. Aren't we, they? We need, we need, what we need, we need a nice, healthy alternative. Massively. I think we all need to give his head a shake about Chris. We like modernise it because it's just so tacky and so yeah. like. 50 year ago, isn't it? God, it's got to be a fire hazard and all, hasn't it? All that sort of stuff. Look, well, imagine a fire going up at Nanny Baubles house on glass on the floor and all that. Oh, popping in your eyes and that was a dog. Smoking, exploding. It's so sharp as that glass. Oh, he's, so so sharp. he's just like, oh, you've just been tattered. Oh, Nanny Baubles crawling out like, oh, Jesus. I don't like Baubles anymore. <laughs> she stands up and it's all in her arms. And, oh, I'm glittery and bleeding. <laughs> Bloody hellfire. Yeah. What a turn that's up. Oh, isn't it bleak? Jesus. Yeah, well, good luck that. to you, Nana Barbles. Yeah, but you can fucking keep them as far as I can see. <laughs> and you microplastics. Yeah, I'm not a barble boy myself. Yeah, no, I'm not writing to them, no. Tell you what, that fucking Nana Baubles is like. Is that not bad that celebrates Christmas every day? <laughs> is it? I ain't heard from him this year. Is he dead or what? I, I've not heard from him this year, but we'll better give a little recap. I think. Yeah. Guy, you know what I mean, it's um, it's it, the most depressing story I've ever heard. It makes me want to cry. Well, if you think about it as well, I mean, because basically what this guy is, he's a guy who celebrates Christmas every day. Right. Every day is Christmas yeah. to him. Right. Yeah. And he has the Christmas meal every day and everything like Christmas. Di- can you be asked to do Christmas oh dinner every day? What are you batch cooks on Christmas? He's got to do when he gets a turkey and like freezes it and warms it up out oh, fuck it. oh man the same meal every day I mean it's just pathetic right he wraps his own presents to himself or something well it says here that um, the man who celebrates Christmas every day sends himself cards as he has nobody to celebrate with I wonder why <laughs> <laughs> and this is from um John James Anisiobi, right, for the Daily Mirror. Oh. But this is 2016, so I've no latest updates. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, heart that's... attack because of all Christmas Day dinner. Yeah, it could be, you know what I mean? You're so not going to survive long with all that <laughs> junk in you, yeah. Well, it says here, right, um, a British man unintentionally pulled at viewers' heartstrings as he announced that he celebrates Christmas every single day of the year but has nobody to join him in the, in the festivities. Andy Park, who was an electrician from Melksham, Wiltshire, styles himself as Mr. Christmas, and he claims to have celebrated Christmas every single day since, now get this, July 1993. Oh, God, that's horrific. That is horrific. It is absolutely terrible. Now, he's obviously got Christmas decorations up, he's got tinsel around his head, he's wearing a fucking Santa hat and everything. That meal looks gross. Yeah, the meal is awful. Well, that's, yeah. Oh, it's mince pies. Yeah, just loads of... my goggles on Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking great, you know what I mean? So he sends himself a Christmas card every morning, and he even signs it before sealing the envelope and posting it through his own letterbox. Oh, <laughs> so he doesn't even go to post. He's just do- oh, that's mentally. So he's doing that, right? So let, let me, let me, let's let's just work this out. So basically, every morning he gets up, right? It's Christmas. Uh, Writes himself a Christmas card. Go out, goes outside, shuts his door, posts it through the letterbox. Uh, even puts it, signs it to, to Mister Christmas. Oh. He's been doing this now for 28 years. Oh, 28 of them all lined up. All these cards lined up and he goes oh. and he opens it. Oh, here's a card on, on the thing here. Oh. Who's it from? Me. <laughs> it's from to me. Mr. Christmas from Mr. Christmas. Yeah. 
And then he has a Christmas dinner. He go, I don't know if he's out going out sparking all day working and stuff like yeah. that. Probably just putting up loads of fucking Christmas lights. <laughs> just all of his house. Yeah. He said, oh yeah, we'd come over and change your bottle. What? Just the one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sick. What else does he get up to then? So he has his Christmas day dinner. Then he well, obviously pudding and that. Yeah. So once, it, once inside the house, Andy showed off the interior before taking a host of his uh, tour of his kitchen, where he always he's always cooking Christmas dinner. Oh, God. He's always cooking Christmas dinner, oscillating between roast chicken and roast turkey. Oh, fancy! Oh, look at size of bloody feast he's having. Oh my God, he is oh, solely dear. good on it. Is it? Oh, <laughs> that plate! My God, I couldn't even do that. The, the, honestly, listeners, the, the plate of food he's got is a proper big oval plate, everything on it. What's that in the background? Ugh. Oh my god, it's. Is it a black face? It's, it's like. Not. It is, it's like some black faced Santa or something, or dead body. Oh my god, he's basically. He, he hasn't got anybody to celebrate Christmas with, right? He's doing a massive, massive dinner. He's got his Christmas jumper on, Christmas hat on, right? And there's a weird figure stood in the corner, right? In a blue tuxedo. He's got a black face. This is jet black face. It's terrifying. Oh, teeth. It looks like a dead body. All teeth are like snarled back, isn't it? Could be. Maybe it's mummified. Oh. So Mr. Christmas revealed that he normally dines alone, but sometimes he'll hope that the smell of the roast wafts outside, and if a neighbour is walking past, he'll ask them to come in and join him. And they never do. Do you know what he does on Christmas Day, our kid? Uh, cries. That's what he does. <laughs> Cries and sobs. Well, it must be the shittiest day of the year, must it? It must be him. It must be the shittiest day because it's. Or maybe he just thought like he said, "Ah, oh, noobies." Do yeah. it. Look at you, one time a year. Trying to oh. me every day for twenty-seven years. Oh, that's, he's someone. He must be locked up by now. Right? We haven't heard of him since two thousand sixteen. Oh. Ain't looking good, is it? Yeah, no. Mm. he's not. He could be got red wine and all exactly. calories and that. His heart rate must be through the roof. He'd be like got gout like a king, what? He's something like gouted up to hell. Oh, the electrician said he gave it up for a couple of weeks. But thanks to a side business of making music, he was able to start doing it again after a short break. What do you mean, able to? What, Christmas music? Oh, Because he's saying it just costs so much to do it. Cost him a fortune. to stop? That is just silly. And it must be so tedious, that. Chicken or turkey? Chicken and turkey? Well, it is well. I mean, he, he, he said he's nobody to join him. He's nobody to sort of like come to have Christmas dinner with him anymore. Right? Yeah. Because he's a stupid habit. He's putting everybody off. Exactly. Yeah, any any potential for a partner, right? They come around to his house and say, all right, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Christmas dinner. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. And he's, he's got his Christmas jumper on. He's, he's become too zany. He's too wacky. Yeah, yeah. And he, as a result, he's become like a, a, an absolute sort of um, an anvil around his neck. And it's a fucking it's for help, innit? It's a preference. <laughs> <laughs> grab the nets, I say. Well, he is, isn't he? He's a, he's, a, he's a grab for attention, and that's what's so sad about it. Is you know, you think, oh, come on, mate. You know, there's more to life than fucking Christmas Day. I'll tell you who he'd suit. What? Nana Barbels. <laughs> <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? Would he just? I wonder if she's a widow. Yeah, one of Nana Barbels. I might try to set them two up. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. Nana Barbels and Mr. Christmas. <laughs> Fight to the death. You're like, what? <laughs> Like that, maybe they just feel like they're encroaching on each other's yeah. turf. I'm Nana Barbels, I'm yeah. Mr. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you bitch, <laughs> stop it. You two are supposed to fall in love. What a scene! Mm. So, I mean, I like a Christmas dinner, but I mean, you go to these farts, I like. Oh, god, every day, Christmas farts, oh, all the time, the every worst, day. Out. they're like painful. 
So, you wake up in the morning and think, what has happened? You think, oh, oh yeah, no. my ass has happened. So no, I think I think Mr. Christmas will best leave well alone. I yeah, think, I think yeah. I think it'd be uh, park it, lad. Park yeah, park it. it. We don't want to do that, you yeah, know. Yeah. Nana. yeah, once mm. once a year's enough. Mm, you know. Definitely. Sometimes it's a little bit of a hassle in it. I'm trying to think who you want around for Christmas at your house and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's um, do you know who Gemma Collins is? I've heard of that name. Is she one of them like footballers' wives kind of influency type? Things? Well, yeah. Rather than be a footballers' wife, she's a Towie. You know what I mean? Oh, the, right. the only way is yeah, Essex. Yeah. It's one of them yeah. absolutely like vacuous bl- fools. <laughs> exactly. I kind of blend them all in together. Them kind of sorts. But she's got her own podcast now, apparently, is uh, Jim and Collins. So, well, of course, she won't have to do any of the editing, sorting stuff out, yeah, all yeah. like that. You know, she basically just sits there and babbles and, yeah, and thousands yeah. of people. Jawbone flapping yeah, away. And that's it. Thought. So, thousands of people watch, uh, listen to her. And um, without any effort, she'll get loads and loads and loads of listeners. Yeah, you know, yeah. Without having to work like fuck like we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all hours. Yeah, this is it. And it's just, you know, you sort of think, it, when people do it, they, yeah. uh, they they're sort of you jump on the old podcast train and you think, Oh, it's unfair. Oh. The first episode of Beaten are all the listeners we've ever had. <laughs> it's rubbish, though, it? I yeah. do hate a celebrity podcast, to be honest with you. I always think the same thing whenever a celebrity brings out a children's book. Yeah. yeah. You just think, oh. Hasn't you got enough? Yeah, that's Hasn't it. you got enough? Leave a bit of the pie for someone yeah, else. Exactly, you know? it is, yeah. But this one's a little bit of an interesting story, I found, because Gemma Collins says her mum met an alien with dead eyes on a train. Cool. Yep. This is from Vicky Newman, assistant showbiz editor of the Daily Mirror, right? And she says here that the former Towie star says her mum, Joan, had an extraterrestrial encounter with a creature from another planet while she was riding a train. She said that man, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, her mum met while travelling had dead eyes and that they communicated telepathically. Now, if you ask me, if you're on a train anywhere in London, you've got dead eyes anywhere. Exactly, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's just what you have. There's that's a podcast standard. about dead eyes, isn't yeah, there? That's <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah, there is. Actually, dead eyes. Yeah, that's true, right? So speaking on a BBC Sounds podcast about her belief, Gemma, 39, said, I believe in aliens. My mum actually met one on a train. Oh, crikey. She said, I was sitting on the train and I saw this guy. And I thought, something's weird about him. Her sixth sense, being a witch, huh. it didn't feel right. So my mum started to feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> she went on. The eyes were dead. So literally, she said, in her head, rustle your newspaper up and down. Go up and down with your newspaper three times if you're an alien. <laughs> <laughs> and he done it. <laughs> I've gone turning a page, you idiot. I mean, well, first of all, right, I want to know she's a witch. Yeah, yeah. How come we, Just she, like she, that. She, she's a witch. witch. Yeah, yeah. Has she been trained up for it? Has she been yeah. to witch schools? He's just decided she's a witch. Have you read a silly book and thought, right, I'm a witch now? That's I mean, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's I've it. always had these six sense. Which is mm. claiming here that aliens are not to be scared of. When she was younger, she always used to draw aliens. How crazy is that? Mm, that's a point, though. If you draw them, they're not right vicious. Yeah, they'll laser it, yeah. beam you because you've drawn them. Can you she just gets drawn up now? We said, oh, yeah, Gemma Collins. Have you heard she's died? Why is she out? <laughs> oh, she was dropped from 127 feet. <laughs> Into yeah. a 
pale with her asshole called out. Oh, called out. Oh. And those dead eyes are probably a pair of sunglasses or something, you know what I mean? Can you imagine basically if Gemma Collins' mum was looking at some poor commuter who'd done a sort of like six yeah. to eight hour fucking week, knackered, and she's there thinking, Russell, your newspaper. She's probably full witch gear, isn't she? You know, she's got all witches out on her. She looks like drop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she's saying it out loud. Russell, your newspaper three times. I know. It's just. But she's also saying here that she said, My theory is, and this is a little bit weird, this is Gemma Collins, right? Oh, God. I believe that li- lizards live among us. You bloody idiot. And she actually says, Does Gemma Collins, she says, If you are a lizard, get in touch with me. There's been so many reports there are different kinds of species living in the UK and around the world. I want to meet you. I want to touch you. I want to smell you. Ooh. I want to know more. Oh, Jesus. Fuck right price. I'll block being a lizard, you know what I mean? <laughs> I I'll know, pay toe. It's like I can change everything and look normal, but I know, my green toe, I can't change that toe. Oh, I'm but good. He's 10 grand for an interview. <laughs> I know, but you don't want to meet her. No, don't. You just, you just, I don't know, it'd go wrong. What a boring, kind of icky, kind of top, you know, if you put in top stupid, oh, just yeah. top conspiracy theories, that every, what most Punch drunk idiots fucking know. <laughs> it's gonna be lizard men one in it, you know what I mean? Just like, oh come on. There's more to all those conspiracies, isn't there? You just don't go with lazy lizard man. Lazy one. lizard. You know, the queens of lizard, all the top blokes. Uh, bloody Oh god <laughs> <laughs> They are they just do it so super annoying. Uh, it is. You know? Well she's actually invited the aliens around for Christmas dinner. God, I'd love it if they came round. It was like from Communion or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh my God, that Communion film's well dark and weird, isn't it? That's like taking acid. But she's thinking, oh, the aliens are coming, and they all just come round. They just eat her uh, for Christmas dinner. Yeah, man, that's the sort they want. Wasn't I they? heard a thing about Gemma Collins, right? And uh, this made it for me just exactly the sort of person she is. She only wears a pair of knickers once, then bins them. Oh. New knickers every time, new knickers every day, on with the knickers, knickers in the bin. And oh. I mean, she's. She That's more she... dirty than cleaning them, you know, because it's one of them, where have they been on their travels, them new knickers? They're yeah. not new, are they? They've been in warehouses and touched by people. And, I know. You know what I mean? You need to clean them for, to get a really clean pair of Grundies. You need to clean them first <laughs> and put them on. Don't just like get them from the fucking. Maybe she rail. just totally destroys the Grundies <laughs> at every yeah. single wear. Oh, it's a corned out arsehole, isn't it? And browning them out beyond belief. Tattooing those knickers beyond fucking reason. <laughs> Looks like the star line at Santa Pod in the back of a man. Six of like a burnt pack of crisps. <laughs> oh, Danny, again! <laughs> Wash your ass, Jimmy, I told you, you thick cow. <laughs> oh, no, I just see a barbecue toast to get out of her ass crap. Allegedly. <laughs> Oh no, so let's face it, if there's any aliens or lizards listening, then please go around to uh, Gemma yeah. Collins' house for Christmas dinner and do some frightful things. Yeah, Film absolutely. It all. Go lizard king on them, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, that'd be ears, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just after Christmas, she's gone. Yeah. Just gone. She's just gone. <laughs> please come round to the cove. Yeah. What do you know? Oh, she's not. <laughs> I even in her bins for knickers. <laughs> Oh, 
Just have a, let's have another little story about a vacuous idiot here, right? Ooh, um, please. Yeah, that's it. So, have you, have you ever heard of a, a TV show called 90 Day Fiance? No. So, there's, there's, I've not, I've, I've heard of it. I don't know what it involves. Yeah. Um, but basically, there's a, there's a TV show called 90 Day Fiance, right? And there's a woman called Stephanie Matter who's on it, right? Right. I think she could have come up with like that special present that you know. You oh, keep some people. Giving. Yeah, well, well, not keeps giving. I think it won't do. No, it's like a bit of a quick, you know, quick yeah. fix, really. So, like, but you know, if somebody's got hard to buy for, let's yes, put it that yeah, way, yeah. Because right? she, she started selling her own farts in a jar as this woman. Oh my god, she's a TV presenter, and that's her sideline. Like, her side hustle is this woman is is selling farts in a jar. Oh my, that's god. what she's doing now, right? What started as a limited edition product on her unfiltered account led to one of her most profitable ventures, Matto31 explains. You dirty, dirty. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely fucking bamboozled by this, right? Oh. She says, I kind of feel like I'm the Einstein of fart jars at this point because I figured out the perfect formula for making the most in the least amount of time, but also causing me the least amount of pain. Einstein, what do you what are you talking <laughs> about, woman? There's nothing clever about this at all. Says in her video, Matter revealed that she got into the business of jarring her farts and said she'd sold close to 175 jars at this point. After just twenty people initially requested, so who are these twenty people asking Not for farts? Perverts, what's out there? What's all that Brazilian fat caking porn and stuff? Well, this is it, right? So she says, right, that um, she says it revealed all about the process in a YouTube video from eating the right foods to perfect a good smell. And how she learned not to overdo her fibre intake because she says, "I don't want to be sending out something that smells rancid." It's a fart. It's going to smell bad. And she got no shame. I don't think so. How much do you think she's made doing this? 200 and odd things. Double 175 jars. 175. Four grand or something. $100,000. $100,000. <laughs> is she American then? Um... I, th- I think she probably is. $100,000 of selling farts, right? And she says, because people uh, to the people who come into me saying, who the hell would pay, get this, $1,000 or $500 for a fart? That's way too much money. <laughs> and she's saying, because what I have to say to those people is, walk a mile in my shoes. You try to make farts every single day, multiple times a day. It ain't easy. Oh, why would you do it even for that money? But the thing is, she's making out his heart. Flopping oh. most of the time. You, you could be doing that in half an hour. Did, she thinks she's Einstein. I did that in like in the nineties. It came to me, and I didn't do it. You know, selling it value or around some, what? around someone's house, right? Yeah, uh, and you know you just get like you just you're eating somewhat bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And your fat stink. You're in front room. His mum and dad were away, and all the rest of it. Uh, and every time I pop one off, it just and he had to come out, and it just stank. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, this is like everybody's morning at me in that. And I had a, and then, you remember those little panda cherry bottles? Oh, right? yeah, panda pops. Yeah, panda yeah. pops. Right? I'm like, wait a minute, I've got an empty panda pop here. You know what I mean? Undid the lid, quacked it in, lid on. Brilliant, no smell. Kept on going all night, you know what I mean? What, into this one panda <laughs> into pop? And then I didn't have any guns. I took the lid off and squirted in his kid's face. <laughs> he was fucking... 
know, he went green. He was just like, he was just going <laughs> to give up straight away. Like, the condensedness of it all, and the real rip and all oh, the wrong. So you, you had like mean? 10 farts in a panda it pop. 10 more, 10 plus, mate, and we're popping out. Oh, it was going. No, I know. It, it didn't stink really bad in there. Oh, mate, it kept the smell and everything. It came out like, you know, it was like mist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like devil, like dragon breath so, or something. Well, thing is, right, so basically, these blokes, and these blokes, obviously, yeah. out there buying this woman's farts, right? And, you know, she's a decent looking lass. Yeah. Whatever, you know what I mean? She's only shamed. Hussy, yeah. that's what she is. You know, it's like the 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 idea of w- at what point you got your fart in a jar. So, you spend your thousand, I can you spend a thousand dollars on this jar fart coming through, right? Oh, there's some and filthy then you Because basically, he's getting himself up to roundabout. Because well, that's what it is. He's yeah. wanking off. He's wanking off. He's getting up to close thing. And he's obviously getting up to crescendo. <sighs> Then he's whipping jar off again. <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> and then he, that's what that's what's bringing him off, right? Oh. Now, as everybody's out there knows when they've had a quick wank, they feel fucking disgusted yeah, with themselves afterwards. Yeah, it? Even yeah. though like the wasted tissue, you think, oh god, look, you know, look at state of me. <laughs> look at my belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was it worth it after oh. all that? And you spent a grand. You got an empty jar. He's got an empty jar with a, a snot shit particles. Yeah. Hold on, so why would you want the fire? You must be feeling so disappointed with yourself afterwards. To say there's that many people willing, to, unless it's just one dirty bastard that's really rich, yeah. but. Well, the Germans like that sort of malarkey a lot, don't they? Oh, God, I mean, that's, that's how Noddy Holder used to make a bit of money when he was touring Germany. What? You're Noddy Holder, Holder from Slate. It's Chris! Yeah, and what did he used to do? Um, well, when he was short of cash, he was a bloke he knew there. <laughs> Red Noddy. <laughs> <Fuck> you, <laughs> I thought I told you about this. No, the Noddy old one dude's go around to this bloke's house right, and take a shit on his glass top coffee table while the bloke were underneath wanking. Oh, <laughs> no. Noddy as well. That, yeah. that, that troll of a man, that. Yes, and oh. Noddy's crouched over this brummy, oh. crouched over this table, taking a dump. Oh. You've made it on a quiz show, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, he's, if he's getting paid in his skin, it's a money. That's what he said. Table. He just says, yeah, this is how I buy my skin. I needed the money. Oh, you're under, imagine looking up at that. <laughs> that is just turning me blind, Arky. It's terrible. The poo poo. Why poo poo? And trumpets. Why is that to do with sex? I don't know, but. What I can't figure is once he's done it, right? Once he's left the dump, or this because yeah. again, he'll be at the point of him actually sort of like the pool at the table. Yeah. This guy will sort of like shoot his muck, water, oh, you know? muck everywhere. And then, and then both of them are stood there. Then he's underneath with sticky belly. Yeah. There's, there's Noddy wiping up. Right? <laughs> Who cleans the pool up? You know, you know, it's, you know, maybe it's Noddy's duties. If he's getting paid, he might have to take it with him. <laughs> <or somewhere. laughs> I'll just pop that in my pocket. <laughs> I'll see you next time. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No pressure. <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. Well, it's a dark world, isn't it? But uh, she's on telly and she's showing off about fighting in jars. You made hundred grand. That's what she's boasting about. But she's making it a hard job. You could you walk a mile in my shoes, sort of thing. Oh, you're on not. telly. Do you need that? You know what I mean? She obviously like, does, don't she? She's skin. Can't she sell her knickers? You know what I mean? Well, Gemma Collins has got that all wrapped up. Bin men are selling her knickers. They'll be all over eBay. Flooded market. That's why she has to go to Trump's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. If you, if you, you know, stick with a pair of socks or something like that for Christmas, you don't want a hundred. Yeah, I'll stick with me bald or something normal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
thought what we do is let's move away from that absolutely awful non-Christmassy nonsense. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Let's get cosy. Oh, aye. So what we need to do, I think we'll do, let's have a, let's go around the world a bit now. Oh. And, and we're going to look at different Christmas traditions oh, around the world. that's interesting. I think that might, that might be quite good fun. Yeah, you yeah. know. Now, an easy piece of low-hanging fruit for all of us is obviously at Christmas is the Krampus. Oh, Yes. And it's Which like, is an excellent film, by the way. I've got to squeeze that in. Um, Never seen it. Oh, mate, it's so good. It's like the fun of Gremlins in a film, Christmas film. It's it. Oh, right, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I really recommend it. It's super cosy, super good. No, I'll, I'll give give Krampus, because I need a movie. I need a Mate, movie you'll really movie. enjoy it. You know, so but there's, there's a Krampus, which, as people don't really know, what if you don't know what Krampus is, you know, what rock have you been living under? Mm. But he's actually like the the yin to sort of like Santa's yang sort of thing. He's the opposite side of sort of like yeah, Saint yeah. Nick is a Krampus. And he's basically a half goat, half demon creature, oh, which yeah. is there to punish naughty children. Mm. So that's what he does, and he shoves them in his sack and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But there's some great sort of Austrian, in Austria and Germany and parts of Eastern Europe and stuff, the Black Forest. There's an amazing celebrations of like Krampus Nick. Is there? Yeah. Oh, they, they have like massive, I'm going to say massive fires, huge fires. Wow. And the Krampus costumes, well, I'll put a few Krampus Ooh, costumes God, on top. Oh, they really got a town oh, with them? massive oh, demons, cool. yeah. They, they genuinely look terrifying. I've looked at some of these things and think, oh my God, it would scare the living shit out of me. Uh-huh. But the thing is as well, the guys in the outfit get a bit pissed. Yeah. So they get rowdy. Uh-huh. It all turns a bit nasty at times. Oh, have you mentioned this before about getting hit or something like yeah, that? Some kids getting hit yeah, by get, get, get shit kicked out of them by <laughs> yeah, Krampus, yeah. you know what I mean? But another good one, I, which I really like, right? Is, uh, well, this is, we, we have covered a few here, and I'll mention them yeah. again a couple of these because they are quite interesting, right? But the, um, the one thing I really like is the Kagana. Right mm-hmm. now, the Kagana I found a really weird one, uh, and it's it's basically a little figurine. It's very it's in the Catalan region of Spain. Right. This to them is like their big Christmas tradition. Is the Kagana, right? Cool. And it's so weird. El Kagana literally means the pooper. <laughs> <laughs> and what it is, it's like a little figurine of a peasant doing a big shit. Oh god, that actually rings. Not the no, I ain't seen that. <laughs> that reminds me of what I did this morning. Wow. So basically, what it is, the exact origin of the Kagana is unknown, but the tradition has existed since at least 18th century. It's been going oh. on for fucking hundreds of years, as this. And according to the Society Amix de la Caganere, which is friends of the Kagana. <laughs> It is believed to have entered the nativity scene, right? <laughs> By the way, how do you fit that? He's got a beanie hat on. It looks like Benny Hill taking his shit. I kid you not, right? <laughs> this appears in all the Catalan nativity scenes. So you've got the donkey. That's got pretty the funny, Joseph. actually, because it's so boring, the nativity, and it? it's so racist and untrue. And then yeah. he's like, got that one, don't be like, fuck you. He was like, God, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> Not in a toilet, just straight onto the floor, by the way. This is it. And it's, it, it's just seen as sort of like... But apparently, <laughs> though... <laughs> it is. I want one, though. I want one so badly. Next year, I'll get you a cagada. I want a box of a crateful, so you just go around every nativity. You see, just plonk him in. Oh, 
absolutely. I think that's what we need. But apparently, the um, the the Kagana in the 2011 official nativity scene in Barcelona's Plaza de Santa Jaume or Jome, I think I'd say Jome, in 2005, the Barcelona City Council provoked a public outcry Ooh. by commissioning a nativity scene which did not include the Kagana. And they went mental about People it. People went mental, thinking, where's the shitting guy? Yeah. <laughs> I love that his, his clothes are just so like our century and it's just nothing to do with nativity. Well, we live, it looks that way, but they're not. That's uh, ancient Catalan outfit of like the black breeches, the right, white shirt, the red yeah, beret. Right, so it's a beret, really not a beanie. Well, if you, I'll show you a little picture of him again. You know, like the running of the balls. Yeah, so it's that little true. outfit. You know? Look at him taking his little big dump, isn't he? It's he's a sat massive on it. curly, off a massive curly Mr. Whirly. Whippy, isn't it? But they reckon it starts starting during the Baroque period, but they can't pin it down to where it is. Yeah. You know what? But he's. For the Catalan people, you have the shepherds, you have the wise men, oh, you have everybody in there, and then this guy curling off a big old. So dump. when you when you buy the set, he's there already, or do you buy yes. him separately? Wow. No, no, you don't buy him separately. He comes he, with, with it. the set. He's he's well into it. Any right? reason? So they're not too sure why he's doing it, right? But what yeah. the, one of the reasons they've thought about is that the Kagana, by creating feces, is fertilizing the earth. Right. So he's this sort of, you know, but he's still yeah. quite pagan. So yeah. I'm actually thinking there must be a tradition that went a little bit further back, perhaps, this sort of, you know, because so, you won't look at a traditional nativity scene and just think, you know what this needs? Yeah, Man crimping off a curly whirly. Christmas Day poo's like all important for me on Christmas Day, you know, it has to be perfectly timed. I need the right reading material. Very much so, yeah, you've got to yeah. be very careful. Christmas Day dump is very you important. You don't want to go early, you know what I mean? You just need to go at the right time. And, and this is it, you know. American anthropologist Brad Erickson, right, in his essay *Le Virtus Civique de Caganer*, which is the civic virtues of the defecator, <laughs> um, argues that Catalans use a cagana uh, to process and respond to contemporary social is- issues such as immigration and the imposition of public civility regulations. So basically, it's like they're cocking a snook at anyone of importance. <laughs> Apparently, Catalans are very much at this. They a don't good. like to be told what to do. Yeah, like they don't that. like any authority figures giving it big licks. Yeah, and yeah. they like to knock anybody down who's trying to get a bit above the station. <laughs> it sounds well cool. I yeah, like it. God, it sounds like a good place yeah. to Augusti Pons says, The Cagana was the most mischievous and out-of-place character in the Pesebre's uh, idyllic landscape, right? Yeah. He was the other. Uh, with every other, everything that entails, and as the other was accepted in a liberal vein, as long as he did not aim to occupy the foreground, the Kagana represented the spoil spot that we all have inside of us, <laughs> and that's why it is not surprising that it was the most beloved figure among the children, and above all, the adolescents, who were already beginning to feel rather like outsiders at the family celebration. Yeah, which is very true. Yeah. It's like, it'd be like, where's Wally, won't it? You know, you think, where is he? Oh, there he is. I'm taking his shit. He's taking his shit. He's at the back there. <laughs> right next to Jesus's head this year. <laughs> but the thing is, the Kagana is not the only defecating character in Catalan Christmas traditions. Mm. Another is the Tio de Nadal which also makes extensive use of the image of fecal matter, right? <laughs> and it's basically it's a massive Yule log. <laughs> <laughs> Crimped nicely. Right, which has, you've got to feed it, apparently. Uh. Somehow you've got to feed this massive log, so it's almost like <laughs> a massive log being formed, right? hi ho Exactly, it's a Christmas poo. <laughs> and then you've after feeding it for several weeks, it is told to defecate on Christmas Eve so it's meant to arrive out of the bowel right on Christmas Eve so all the candy that comes out of it out of this thing right is meant to come out of its bowel 
And it says, it says, a popular Catalan saying for use before a meal is, Meniabe, cagafort y no tinguis por la mort. And it means, eat well, shit heartily, and don't be afraid of death. Oh, wow. That's, that's a, I'm using that as a toast. That's my toast now. It's pretty good, isn't that's it? That's very good. Very so good. So we all need, I think we all need, a, a, this year we need a cagana. Yeah, man. A little man shitting in the corner. Yeah. And we also need a Tio de Nadal. We need the little shitting one. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant story, Arkin. Brilliant. <laughs> well done, Spain, or wherever you know, part of Spain is. But not all, all of them is quite as sort of settling as that, really. What yeah. you have is, um, I say it's settling, because it's a bit of fun, isn't it? You yeah, know? yeah. But you also have one that I don't like, which is on the Isle of Man, which we have covered before, that, that right. I will briefly mention, which is, because if you go out for an afternoon stroll on Boxing Day on the Isle of Man, you may come across a gang of men and women singing and banging sticks. And this is a centuries-old Celtic tradition of hunt the wren. Ooh. Originally, it was quite a bloodthirsty ritual where gangs would scour the countryside looking for the tiny sacred bird to trap and kill it as a sacrifice oh. before it was plucked and buried in the local church with much pomp and ceremony. Well, that just sounds horrible, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just terrible. It's a little it? bird, the littlest bird. Yeah, the littlest bird. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's because it's so tiny, it's like a tiny sacrifice. But mm, I don't like the small, idea. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the wren's one of my favourite birds. So oh, is it? Yeah, yeah it's one of my favourites. In Greenland, though, one of the Christmas traditions there, because I mean, we like a bit of turkey, we like a few oh, spice, we yes. like the older 18 fish finger roast. Oh, yes. You know? But the what they like to eat there, right, is kiviak in Greenland. And what kiviak is, it's when made with a small bird called an auk, A U K, yeah. a little auk sort of thing, right? Which has been preserved in the hollowed out body of a seal. Oh, we've touched on this before, yeah. haven't we? We didn't get, yeah, man. Buried for several months and then it's eaten oh. once it's rotted. So it's not the barrel that we thought, it's in a seal's belly. It's in a belly. seal belly. Well, uh. there is one that's salted, salted birds in, yeah, in, in, in a about. barrel. Yeah, yeah, but this is that, just yeah. another mucky bird. This in is a even mucky. Another mucky bird. Oh, digging that up. But it's oh. quite a good one. I mean, this is quite a good one. You've got a. Uh, um, in Ukraine, right, they don't put Christmas baubles on the Christmas tree, right? Oh, so right. Nanny, but Nanny baubles, but we, we <laughs> fucked. Redundant, <laughs> get out. So what they do there is um, they're like spider webs. Huh? Whoa. So they adorn their trees with fake spider webs, right, because it's believed to bring good luck and stems from an old wives' tale about a poor woman who couldn't afford Christmas decorations. So what she did instead was she put, like, um, a pine cones on her tree. Yeah, yeah. But when she got up in the morning, the spiders had come and spun them all into these oh, wonderful patterns cool. and things, and, yeah, and when the light, the light of Christmas morning hit them, it all glittered and made multicolored. Wow, colors. that's cool. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. I like yeah, that. I like you that. know, baubles are awful. Yeah. What about Venezuela? Ooh, I'll well, have a bit of that. In the capital, there's a really fun tradition, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which involves pretty much the entire city. Roller skating to early morning church service. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And everybody does it. Wow. Everybody on Christmas morning in Venezuela, in the main city there, right, they roller skate to church in, to the point where they have to close the roads to the ordinary traffic. That's, oh, Can you imagine what a sight that it is? God, I, couldn't, I can't roller skate. I tried, no way, I can't do it. But well, well, I know I've never tried it. I'm not I'm trying it. You know. Failed, yeah, mate. It's it's well, it's really but afterwards, those who went roller skating to church, right? They all go out, eat tostados, and drink coffee in the street. Oh, eat what? Sorry, coffee. Uh, tostados. I don't know. Like some pastry type uh, things. I am just saying tostados. I say toasties. Ah, yeah, cheese toasties. In Mexico, a really popular one, right? Is they have a thing called Night of the Radishes. 
<laughs> and this right. is a Christmas tradition. It's a well, Christmas tradition. The isn't night it? of the radishes. It's called Noche de Rabanos, right? I don't imagine radishes in Mexico. Really. It is, and it's an annual event held in the city of Oaxaca. Uh, Oaxaca. Oaxaca, yeah, mm. Mexico, where people carve oversized radishes into scenes with the best ones receiving prizes. Now, these <laughs> radish scenes I've seen are mental. <laughs> big horror monsters. Wow. Huge nativity well, scenes. How big are radishes? I don't get it. You're only little well, the, well, what they do is they, they've got like a special radish steroid. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> in, in, in the country, they grow these massive radishes. But but, but they're still not super massive. They're not yeah, size of yeah. pumpkin. But they just use thousands of them chopped into slices. They make all wow. these weird decorations. God. But sliced radish on this size in the heat of Mexico doesn't last long. So uh, by the end of the day, like, it just turns to mush. So it's like an opposite to an ice sculpture. They're just doing it out of yeah, radishes. Yeah, just doing it out of radishes. Yeah, just yeah. built for, for a second. And yes. So that they're into that kind of thing. You know, they, they like a radish over there Ooh. in Mexico. Well, I've got one for you. I saw Mr. T down at Doxley. Day and he gave me a right little quirky one. Which country uh, do you have to pre-order uh, KFC uh, because on Christmas Day you've got to pre-order it six months stupidly in um, beforehand because um, everybody eats KFC on Christmas Day in that country. Japan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've heard of it before. KFC bargain buckets for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I've got it here. Yeah, Mister T told me that one. You are absolutely right. You know. Thanks to the successful Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky, which means Kentucky for Christmas, marketing <laughs> campaign of 1974. Oh. Japan now can't get enough of the festive bargain buckets. Now, the Japanese love Christmas. Yeah. So that's what they think is for Christmas. And that's what I'm going to think of this gravy. You've got mashed potato and you've got chicken. It looks like that's what we are eating, doesn't it? But more and more people there as well, they're actually putting the trees up as well. But uh. Everything comes down the day after. Oh, it doesn't stay up like us. Are we enjoying? Yeah. No, that's it. Christmas is done. Done. You know. Wow. Yeah. That, that's that's the thing for them. You know. There's a there's a nice one that you'll quite like in Germany. <laughs> oh. Hide the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it's never called that, is it? Hide the hide pickle. The pickle. Yeah. It's a very old Christmas Eve tradition in Germany to hide a pickle. <laughs> Of the ornamental variety in oh. the branches of the Christmas tree. Oh, it's green on green. Green on green, hard to find. Yeah. So in the morning, the child who finds it first gets a special gift from Santa. Ooh. Santa hides his pickle. Oh, I've got to say, that should be my chat-up line, that. Fancy <laughs> <laughs> game. Give a pie the pickle. <laughs> South Africa, popular one is, rather than passing around a cheese board on Christmas Day, South Africans choose to snack on caterpillars from the emperor moth. Ooh. So the deep fried of these, and they might going to be like a really sort of a tasty snack. Well, what country is that again? Sorry. That's in South Africa. All right. Yeah, so we're good doing that over there. That's that sounds quite good fun, doesn't it? Mm. Or does it just say it sounds shit? It does sound a bit nasty. I'll give it a go. Yeah. It might be really tasty. But if you if you're in uh, Canada, if you're sending your letter to Santa, mm. right? You you can send your address is Santa Claus North Pole Canada postcode ho 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 right <laughs> and if you write that on your letter in Canada it will get to Santa wow he's a, he's a fully recognised part of the postal system there is that but by far the kings of Christmas as far as I'm concerned right is, is, is a place I want to go possibly more than anywhere else on earth is I want to go to Iceland really mm, badly yeah. and not that Iceland yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not where mums go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there they have like a tradition right which is 
just far surpass it, surpasses all of ours. Oh, you know, cool. I think it, it does seem really yeah. different. I think we mentioned the Yule Cat before, haven't we? And stuff well, like that. Well, this is it, yeah, yeah. This is, but this is, and where does the Yule Cat live? Oh, ah, that's a thing you see. So, what you have is the Icelandic Christmas folklore depicts mountain dwelling characters and monsters who come to town during Christmas. Oh, wow. The stories are directed at children and used to scare them into good behaviour. The folklore includes both mischievous pranksters who leave gifts during the night and monsters who eat disobedient children. So the figures who live together in the cave are is Grilla, and she's a giantess with an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children whom she cooks in a large pot. There's her husband, Lepaludi, and he's lazy and mostly stays at home in his cave. <laughs> cool. Then there's the Yule Cat, oh, which is still yeah. my favourite. It is. It's a huge and vicious cat who lurks about the snowy countryside, right? Uh, and then one thing we'll cover here is the Yule Lads. Oh, not heard of them, boys. Yeah. So the first mention of the Yule Lads can be found in the 17th century poem of Grilla. So this is going mm, way back then. Yeah, this is 1600s. Isn't wow. It? So, you know, Grilla had appeared in an older tale as a troll, but not being linked to Christmas before. And Grilla is described as a hideous being who is the mother of the gigantic Yule lads who are a menace to children. Early on, the number and depiction of the Yule lads varied greatly depending on location, with each individual lad ranging from a mere prankster to a homicidal monster who eats children. <laughs> and they're used to frighten children into good behaviour, similar to the bogeyman. But the king of Denmark objected to their use as a disciplinary tool. So he sort of said, come on, mate, this is a bit yeah, much, you know yeah. what I mean? It's all a bit... Yeah, a bit dark. <laughs> it's an holiday. Dark. Yeah, that's it. Let's keep it light, you know. So saying the oldest poem about Grilla first described her as a parasitic beggar. So that's the mother of the Yule lads, you Whoa. know. And she walks around asking parents to give her their disobedient children. <sighs> their plans can be thwarted by giving her food or chasing her away. And originally she lived in a small cottage, but in later poems she appears to have been forced out of town and into a remote cave. Now, current-day Grilla can detect children who are misbehaving year-round, and she comes to the mountains during Christmas time to search nearby towns for her meal. <laughs> and she leaves her cave, hunts children, and carries them home in a giant sack. Oh, God. And she devours children as her favourite snack. Her favourite dish is a stew of naughty children. <laughs> sounds quite nice, actually. It sounds quite tasty, right? <laughs> and so, according to legend, there is never a shortage of food for Grilla. Oh. And apparently, they think she's been married three times, and her third husband is Lepaludi, right? Mm. Who doesn't leave her? He just lays ass and snoozes all the time, right? And he lives with the cave, in the cave in the Dimmuborgir lava fields, right? Wow. That's where she, that's where they hang out with the Yule Cat. Right? <laughs> oh, cool! Have they got the Yule Cat? They've got that's their pet. It's oh, the Yule that's cat, it. Yeah. Yeah. And their sons, so the so the the, uh, the Yule lads. Oh yeah, got to go about them. So the Yule Cat is a huge and vicious cat who is described as lurking about the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eating people who have not received any new clothes uh, to wear before yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. And he's the house pet of Grilla and her sons. 
Though referred to as an ancient tradition, written accounts of the Yule Cat have only been located as recently as the 19th century, so it's a fairly new addition. Yeah. But 19th century, that's still 1800s. Well, I heard it that time, like, say, it was the mill owners that did it, you know, and they did loads of clothes, and it was like to get ah, people buying clothes. Yes, did. Yeah, it was just like some yeah, trick about yeah. it, and just added it to that old thing. Just by Matalan or so, like, you know, Primark. <laughs> Coca Cola, yeah. Prime, innit? The threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who did not would get nothing and thus be preyed on by the monstrous cat. <laughs> Jesus. The cat was alternatively being described as merely eating away the food of ones without new clothes during the Christmas feasts, or as the, a man-eating beast that was partly popularised by poems of Johannes Urkotlum, as with the rest of the folklore. Wow. But now we move on to the Yule Lads. Oh God, I'm a bit intimidated yeah. by these boys. <laughs> well, they are, as you should be. You know what I mean? They're a weird bunch. The Yule Lads, sometimes called the Yule Tide Lads, or Yule Men, are the sons of Grilla and Lepeludi. They are a group of 13 mischievous pranksters who steal from or otherwise harass the population. All have descriptive names that generally convey their favourite way of causing mischief. Right? <laughs> And they arrive one by one over the final 13 nights leading up to Christmas. They leave small gifts in shoes that children place on windowsills. But if the child has been disobedient, they leave a rotten potato in the shoe instead. <laughs> <laughs> and in modern times, Yule lads have also been depicted in a more benevolent role, comparable to Santa Claus and other related figures. Well, the thing is, a better, you know, yeah, yeah. I think they've been had a bit of a, uh, a, a sort of revamp. revamp. Yeah, a bit of a revamp, a makeover yeah. kind of thing. They're generally portrayed wearing late medieval Icelandic clothing, but sometimes shown in the costume traditionally worn by Santa Claus. Ooh. And they even turn up at events just the same as Santa Claus for yeah. us turns up at events too, so the Yule lads rock up at oh, events. Cool. Yeah. So shall we hear about what the 13 Yule lads are like and yes. what their names are? So we've got Stegjastaur, right? Which means sheep coat clod. Right, and a sheep coat meaning like as in it's a, key, a, a sheep pen is a sheep coat. All right? right, yeah. And it harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. Oh, <laughs> it's like well, he's getting a sheep. Yeah. Oh. So, um, stick just down. He either turns up either on the twelfth of December or twenty fifth of December, depending uh, where you um, where you uh, what, what you celebrate Christmas on. Yeah, there's, yeah. Like, there's a bit of a break there. There's Giljagsaur, which means gully gog. And he hides in gullies, awaiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cowshed and steal milk. <laughs> and he appears either at the 13th of December or the 26th of December. Well, I like these kind of dates that each one's yeah, supposed to be there. Like, What's the cows tonight? Stufur, or Stubby, is abnormally short. <laughs> and he steals pans to eat the crusts left on them. Oh. He's, only, he's, not, he's not very um, ambitious, is he? <laughs> yeah. you know? And he appears either 14th of December or the 27th of December. Mm. And then we have Fursuklika, right? Which means spoon liquor. <laughs> <laughs> My nickname at school? <laughs> no, that was window liquor. <laughs> Oh, that was the one. <laughs> and he steals and licks wooden spoons. And he's extremely thin due to malnutrition. Oh. What a creepy character. Oh, right and strong tongue on him. And, <laughs> and he appears on the 15th of December and the 28th of December. One or the other, you know. 
Potter Scafiel, pot scraper. He steals leftovers from pots. And he appears on the 16th of December or 29th. Oh, here we go now. Now we have Asgast Leaker. <laughs> <laughs> what Leaker? Yeah. Bowl Leaker. Oh. And he hides under beds, waiting for someone to put down their Ascot, a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes, yeah. which he then steals. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be there the 17th of December to all the 30th. This Hurdaskelier, which is door slammer. Ooh. And he just likes to slam doors, especially <laughs> during the night, waking people up. He's a bit of a bugger, isn't he? <laughs> I don't like people like yeah. that. Not when I'm snoozing. And that's the 18th of December to the 31st of December, so Ooh. keep your ear out for him yeah, slamming yeah. doors, right? Now, I like this one, actually, right? Skirgamur, mm. right? Which is Skirgobbler. Now, Skirgobbler. it means he's got a great affinity for Skir which is similar to yoghurt. Now, there's adverts all the time about oh, yeah. skier yoghurt. Yeah, skier yoghurt. Yeah. Not ski. Skier yoghurt. I don't know if you've seen it. I've had it. It's really nice. Oh, it's like it. a little bit a little bit more sour than ordinary yoghurt. It's really no, A thick. bit like Greek yoghurt. Yeah, bit. a little bit like that. Yeah. But even, even thicker. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you have, like, fresh fruit and a load of this stuff on it, it's, it's absolutely mm, spawning. Sounds delicious. Yeah, 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 it's really nice. You know what I mean? And the Icelandic types are really into it, and yeah. I, I, can, I can recommend that. Not that I can eat much of it because it makes me shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everything does, Arkin. It does, I'm afraid. Does. Yeah. <laughs> the Skirgamur. He rocks up at the 19th of December or 1st of January, depending. <laughs> the Bugnak Cracker. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Sausage Swiper. <laughs> well, I haven't been known to swipe a few sausages at a time. <laughs> He hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. Oh. Now, I suppose in these these houses, in the rafters there, there will be, it won't yeah. be like a sausage over a fire. They'll yeah. probably high, hang them high, won't they? Yeah. Like, like heat rises from fire, right toast up there, drying them all out all the time. Oh, and he's yeah, snuffling man. their sausages. <laughs> sausage is a funny yeah. word, isn't it? <laughs> sausages. sausages. <laughs> and he's, he's nicking the sausages at 20th of December or 2nd of January, so watch yourself there, kid. <laughs> He's a sausage snaffle. <laughs> I can listen to that word all day. That just makes me laugh. <laughs> now, we're getting a bit... Um, it starts getting a bit darker. Oh, it, right? yeah, it always does. We've got Glugagagiel, right? Which is window peeper. <laughs> right, he's a snoop who looks Ooh, through windows. A snoop, and he looks through windows in search of things to steal. All right, knocking one out in rose bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kicking about. Is that lad at twenty first of December to third of January? So that you, you want to be watching yourself there, really. And then we have the Gatapethil, right, which is doorway <laughs> sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm not even going to go down one route and just stick with the door. That dirty kid. Well, he has an abnormally large nose and yeah. an acute sense of smell, which he loses to locate leaf bread, which it must be oh, quite yeah. popular. I don't know. I'm not trying to look up, but he's called Laufabraud in the Icelandic. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we need to look into what leaf bread is. It sounds quite nice. Yeah. It sounds like elves are eating. Yeah. And then he's nicking the loaves about 22nd of December to the 4th of January. So mm, watch yourself there. Tight. Yeah. And then we have Kek Crocker, which is meat hook. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> go straight for the meat hook. Yeah, and and then he uses a hook to steal meat. So that's yeah, you know, starting yeah. to get a bit more aggressive now, you know. Then 23rd of December and 5th of January, that's when uh, uh, Kit Cracker is, is <laughs> kicking about, you know. And then it's rape and brow. He'll steal your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Dog bummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is slipped really bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but next we have Kertasnikir, right, which is candle stealer. Right. And he follows children in order to steal their candles. Oh, that's that. Well, that's what he says anyway. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And they're once made of tallow, which is an uh, animal fat, and uh, thus yeah. they were edible. So I don't know if you remember when we were kids in like uh, comic books and stuff like this in cartoons like Beano and Dandy, mm-hmm. and sometimes meet like an Eskimo. Yes. Yeah, and they'd eat. If you look at these yeah, things, they'd be they'd eating the candles. candles. Yes, yeah. And he was always a bit of a, a bit of a kind of a comedy trope the idea oh well, there's an Eskimo eating a candle that's a bit of a weird thing yeah. but the reality was it was because it was made of animal fat wow. and they would basically the most nutritious or calorific thing you could eat in the North Pole is just yeah. blocks of animal fat yeah, so in an emergency when, like well not even an emergency oh, I mean uh, when these, I think it were I've forgotten the, the people who, who these guys who uh, come from England to sort of like walk to the North Pole and all that mm. kind of malarkey they basically have just massive blocks of animal fat, which they just uh, eat because they've had to find the most calorific thing they can. Because yeah, yeah. you're constantly fighting cold as well as the, the rigors of the animal. But your body wants it. Yeah. You're burning up so much fat that your body just wants fat. So, yeah, so yeah. you're going to it's is it ketosis where it's the, the key where where your body just goes to uh, oh. burning fats. Oh, I'll just trust you on that one, dude. All right. Well, I, well, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> So be careful because he'll snaffle your candles with that lad, and he's going to be kicking around 24th of December or 6th of January, right? Mm. But there's a few more obscure Yule lads kicking about as well. You know, there's a few more of them. In the east of Iceland, there existed a folktale of a specific group of Yule lads, and they did not come from the mountains but the ocean. And one very obscure nursery rhyme mentioned two female Yule Ooh. pranksters, right? Who steal melted fat by either stuffing it up their noses or putting it in their socks? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent! Noses or socks? There's no one other the place. Other. Yeah? One the other. Yeah, that's where you can keep your fat. Isn't it? You know oh, I mean? fascinating! Our kid, we're doing right, right, right. World, we've been right around the world, and we've we've ended up in Iceland, which now it's definitely going to be snowy. It's a Ooh, I'd, I want, I'd love to go, mate. Yeah, we're Wales to go for Christmas, and, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Bring your own bruise. I'll say it again. I've heard it's well expensive. Yeah, the, the piss. Yeah, yeah, is really expensive. Get a barrel on me back before. Oh, no, that's <laughs> it. Well, I think to be fair, you could go there. You could go any of these places, roller skating around to church. Yeah. You could go there, or, or you know, there's certain things you're eating. We want to go see the little the little guy shitting on me. So take yeah. a dump on the nativity scene. Yeah. Yeah. But the best place I think to spend uh, Christmas is at Crack and Co. Oh, he's yeah. the best. So it's, it's me and you here now, mate. And I'm just going to pour you that little thing. Oven's gone. It's yeah. ready. Oh. The fish finger roast is ready, our kid. Let oh. me go get it out. Well, I'll tell you what, look, I think we're going to have ourselves a very Merry Christmas with, our, with that 18, yeah. uh, 18 fish finger roast. Oh, a fish man. finger and a fish finger and a fish finger and a fish finger and, well, and so on and so forth. <laughs> 18 times. But we hope here at Kraken Cup, we hope you guys all have a very, very lovely, peaceful, restful Christmas. Yeah, have a wonderful Christmas, guys. Yeah, and a very happy new year. And we will hope you sort of um, tell all your mates, because that would be a nice little present from you, is to leave us a fucking review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help us help you. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So, yeah, but please, yeah, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from everyone at Kraken Cove, especially from me, Matt. And a big Benny Good. Oh, what are you changing your format, you knocker? So... <laughs> right, I'll try it again then. Uh, 
<laughs> I'll say it's a big Christmas bye-bye from Matt. And it's a big uh, Christmassy bye-bye from Benny. Take care, guys! <laughs> <laughs> you knock it! There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Cove or Instagram at Cove Pod. Ha ha!